like eight years. That IPA has aged so well. Sure. It oh, has. dang. Welcome to the Crap Beer Cast. I'm Josh. That's Jeff. Hey, guys. Hey, look. Wells is here. Yeah. Wells is here, still cringing over thinking of an eight year old IPA. Blech. That sounds I really got it from their gross. Kickstarter. I, I don't want even want to know what you two are talking about in the 30 seconds that I could do. I was, uh, for, for what it's worth, I was uh, uh, looking at one of my, you know, like you get those uh, news aggregation emails. Like, here's a bunch of stories for you to look at. Yeah. And one of the, uh, like, sponsored links in there was about drinking, drinking beer out of cans and making it art. And I'm like, okay, this is clearly clickbait. Let me just go ahead and copy that link. I'll open an incognito tab. I don't want you to know that I actually click. I mean, they're going to track my the link anyway. But I, right. Sure enough, it was another one of those like can opener things for your can. And I'm just like, Ugh. what? More. By the way, did you guys know the can actually turned 83 this past week? Doesn't look a, a day over 80. Right. Can I? Can I? Can I? Can I? Uh, the first place, and I was going to put it in the stories, but I, it, it literally takes two seconds to cover it. The first place to can a beer ever was in West Virginia. Whoa! Look Out at West highway. Virginia being on the center of innovation. Right. Country and, roads and, and, and then, you know, and It's been downhill from there. But if you stop and think about it, and this is a fun kind of pre before we get into the news conversation, most canned beers for the longest time until Oscar Blues did their thing was always what? Macros. Uh-huh. And that was it. And now... You look at our lineup, we have a bottle. Everything else is cans or crawlers. It's it was crazy. a shock to me. No. It was a shock to me to you know, be West Coast, Seattle area, and poke around in the bottle shop. Dale's Pale Ale had come to North Carolina already, but not 1050. And it's just this, oh my God, they've got an Imperial Stout in four-pack cans Everybody at home has to know about this. <laughs> but I thought the world must know. But, but but I thought the BHA or whatever the can liner was going to give me cancer. I'm still no here. no okay. Well, you might have cancer. You don't know. Fair enough. Maybe it takes like 20 years for it to show up or something. You ever think about that? I try not to. Trying not to make a Rush Limbaugh joke. What am I going to say? Oh, man, everything just selling or closing these days. Yeah, so who's selling, closing, doing whatever now? Well, Sprecher. Out of, uh, what, are they Milwaukee-based? Yeah. Yes, Milwaukee. Yeah, Milwaukee. I, I used to see when I would go up to, uh, we, we had an office up near the Milwaukee area. I saw more of their, they, I would see their beer occasionally, but I saw more of their, like, Sodas, you know, like root beer and uh, sarsaparilla and ginger ale, that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, could huh. you pour me a sarsaparilla? I mean, I, I mean, not, it, not tonight, but I mean, it looks like, I mean, it looks like it's a group of local fans of this brewery that just said, "Hey, you've run this thing for thirty-five years. Why don't we take over?" Yeah, uh, if you kind of look through this list, it seems like a bunch of, like well said, a bunch of people local to the Milwaukee area that are That's, making this investment group. Yeah, which is a good thing, too, because they've taken some time away from reporting their numbers. I mean, I remember seeing their beer on the shelves, you know, locally five years ago, but I haven't really seen it very often. 
uh, since then, and this explains a whole bunch because, you know, breweries have the option of publishing their production numbers to the Brewers Association every sure. year. Uh, they have not published anything since 2015. Why would it, you do that? Well, I don't, for a variety of reasons. But in uh, 2015, they were producing 25,000 barrels a year. And uh, in 2018, they were producing 9,155. Yeah, so. That's a little bit of a dip. Whoosh. Yeah, that's a little bit of a dip. Uh, this is another. I, I, I don't know them as well. I can't say I'm very familiar with them mm-hmm. other than I've seen one beer in this city on the shelves. Lord knows how old it is, and it was sitting at a total wine. It was their gluten free beer. Uh, yeah. The answer is it's old. Yeah, no way. Meanwhile, like I said, I, where I most would see this brand um, outside of that Milwaukee area is like when you go to those kind of like all-in-one hardware stores that have a little bit of everything, and they have like like pers- an Ace Hardware kind of. And more, even more so than that, the ones okay. that also have like a food aisle for some oh, reason. Yes. And it's like, yes. hey, you can go and you can get your coveralls, you can get some boots, like you can a get TFC. tires, you can get tires for your tractor. And yep. oh, hey, by the way, we've got like chips and like circus peanuts. Yeah, was the TSC? Is that? Are you familiar with that? Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. Tractor okay. supply. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, or a Gibson's. Uh, no, no. What's what's the other one? Uh, oh, shit. Can't think of it. I, I can see the logo. It's and I know where it's at too. Northern Tool. Who cares? Point being, you know, just like yeah, just like like we had. Oh, well, and like you may have heard it in the Midwest. There's a, a chain called Menards, and you can save it's big money Maynard's. at Menards. It's Menards. No, it's Menards. I won't call it Maynard's. because they run their commercials while you're in the store. Yes, like yes, you yes, didn't yes. already realize while you, you were there. there. Save big money at Menards, and I'm like, I I'm already here. By the way, those are really cheap prices on batteries. I'll take some of this. <laughs> like, it worked. It was great. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, but, we uh, went off yeah. rails real quick. Uh, also, mean, if, you're like, ever, if you're ever in the Midwest, uh, especially like southern Indiana, and you see Rural King, highly recommend it. Get your little bag of popcorn, walk around the store. Again, you can get your coveralls, some boots, a set of tires, a car battery, baby chicks. What is it with Tackle you for your horse. If you ever find me anywhere in Indiana outside of Dark Lord Day, I have been kidnapped by Jeff. Please help me. Alleged. Because I want to this leave. This is not a drill. Allegedly. Immediately. Uh, anyways, back to this worry. They were another, I guess you could call them legacy. They're 35 years old. They've been around for a while. And this is going to just keep happening, kids. Yeah. I, you know, to me, this one kind of reads like, you have an old timey brewer that has an opportunity, like like they just kind of hit the end of the rope. Like they can't do it anymore. I don't want to say they can't do it anymore, but like you know, like it's time to retire. And if I can take some money and walk off on the sunset, you know, thirty five years is a long ass time. It's a business. long time to do the yeah. same damn thing. You're seventy three years old. Do yeah. something else. Yeah, maybe or, retire and yeah, just enjoy your heaven life. Heaven forbid, just sit at home eating your yogurt with the yeast in it, and you'll be fine. Oh, wait, that's Sam Cook. Sorry, my bad. It, but that's it's, not Sam, it's Sam Cook. Not, not Sam Cook. Sam, damn it. Greg Cook. No, not Greg. That's Stone. Which which Cook is it? Oh, my goodness. Jim yeah. Cook. Oh, I got to know. Sorry. Uh, anyway. <laughs> they have potential. I mean, they were making, you know, craft sodas and everything before a lot of people even yeah. knew what the hell craft sodas were. Way yeah. before Jones. But the crazy thing like is, like, they just couldn't pivot and capitalize on... That newness, 
Like they were making some really good stuff. I mean, I would have their root beer and their orange aid or not their orange aid, but like they had some good offerings that just, it's like they didn't know what to do with it. But it's weird that both of you know them more about soda than beer. That says a lot to me. It does. Well, yeah, because their yeah. sodas were really good and their beer just, it, it's not that it was bad. It's just I'm sitting here trying to remember without resorting to un- looking it up on Untapped, like what Sprecher beers I've had. Right. And the answer is, I mean, I just can't remember anything. It's, it's nothing that tastes like cough syrup, but, mind you. But... but Allegedly. Then at the same time, too, distributing soda is probably a world away difference easier than it is to get beer out on the show. So yeah. I, I can understand why the soda is ringing more familiar with you guys. Yeah, and, and I mean, I, I really think that, you know, if I were to have, and I'm, and I'm looking here, if I were to have a Sprecher beer, it probably would have been like, oh, yes, I recognize that name from the sodas because they've been around forever before I was drinking age. They before. did a hard root beer. That's their number one check in. That makes sense. And I would, you know what? I would believe that they would do a good job with that. Sure. But, I mean, yeah, it looks like I first had that in 2013. When was the Not Your Father's rolling out? I mean, uh, after that? Yeah. Again. Wow. OGs in the hard root beer game. But look at Wells. But Wells is always pulling the same crap. Well, I had it back in 2011 before anybody else knew about it. But it's like, what, are you, what do you do? You know, you're there first. But you don't do anything with being there. But I mean, to be fair, not your father's last to be fair. Uh, <laughs> what six months and then was dead? But they were they were hot. The, yeah, shit. they were hot shit for about six months and then they disappeared. Well, I think they everybody dis- well, everybody who doesn't there. want Alka-Pops anymore, they'd rather have a hard seltzer. Hard seltzer, which is yeah. lower hard calorie. The radio Alka-Pops. star. I mean. I still like. I still see the root beer, and I still see the uh, Mountain Dew knockoff one, but that's it. I feel like you know they realized they had lightning in a bottle. They went crazy with all the different flavors. They burned everybody out. Yeah, yeah. Seltzer's gonna go the same way. I would imagine. Mm. I'm probably wrong. Sadly, I think you were wrong because. And, and you know what? And, and I feel like we've we've mentioned this before, but like, okay, maybe that not this part. So as I've tried to start like drinking a little more healthfully during the week. I'm switching to a lot of just regular, like oh, healthy alcohol. Yes, he- me too. No, 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 no. Well, well okay. Yeah. So, yes, but also no lower Cal. How about that? So, you know, like I'll do, you know, like a, a seltzer water or something like that. I'll toss some gin or vodka in it, you know, just for something. I get the appeal. I, I totally do. I mean, I'm not buying them, but I mean, well, I, I mean, I, I get the appeal too, but I, I vape strawberry kiwi. I'd rather not drink strawberry kiwi. Let's let's. There be- are other flavors than strawberry kiwi, just so you know. Well, I know that, but yeah. <sighs> Anyways, whatever. So yeah. So yeah, they're going away. They're they're. I've had the the delicious crowler. I've not had yes. You've had this. You've not had. Right, yeah. I switched them up. That's correct. That's correct. That's correct. So, Wells, as somebody oh. that has brewed quite a bit in your life... Yeah. How much CO2 is actually... I don't want to talk about it. ...getting a lot? <laughs> Just dispersing out? It's a lot, right? Yeah, it is. Why? Let's... So, uh, no, I mean, it's a dumb question, sure. But, like, no, what, no, no, what, no, where's the CO2 coming question? from? If there's a lot coming out, where's it coming from? 
Well, fermentation burps okay. out a lot of CO2 and not a lot of breweries have uh, CO2 capture. And then also when you're moving beer over from one tank to the other, so you hook up your, you don't want it coming in contact with the oxygen. If you're Correct. moving from the fermenter to uh, the bright tank, you don't want it coming in oxygen. So you can use, you know, you put some CO2 in the, uh, in the conditioning tank and then, you know, gravity will For, take half the beer yeah, over, but then, you, sure. but then you've got to use CO2 to, or some breweries use nitrogen um, to push, like to yeah. displace the beer mm-hmm. in one side to the other. But I mean, that's still CO2 to move sure. product from one thing to the other. And then you've got to, uh, if you're not capturing CO2 or if you're not doing like, then you've got to force carbonate. Sure. So that's, I mean, I mean, I've got a little CO2 use, tank on my kegerator at home. Yeah, brewers use CO2 a lot, a lot of CO2. But in maybe this art, I, I I didn't do my homework on this article. Sure, but is it a lot comparative to everything else? What do you mean? Well, I mean, like you're saying, like brewers use a lot of CO2, but is it really? So you're asking like greenhouse effect, yada yada. Yeah, I mean, like, is it the same as like how many cows per day would that be worth? I mean, or, it's not like, like we're burning it, stuff and setting it on fire. It's just or driving your car from you know uh, you know an hour away. You know, like what's the, what's is there equivalent of how much? I, and I, I and I, I get it. That's like you know depending on the brewery and everything else. Yeah, I mean, I'd have to look up because I wrote an article some years ago on Old Mecklenburg doing nitrogen capture. Oh. And it was how much CO2 they were able to save per year. But I don't remember that particular one brewery's figure off the top of my head. It's all good. But still, um, CO2 is a byproduct of fermentation. So, you know, we have emissions. I mean, all I can think of is the uh, Alton Brown. He's got the little puppets and they belch, you know, because that's the the visual for that. So it makes sense, Mm -hmm. right? So there is a lab that is called Earthly Labs that is based in Denver, Colorado. Like you do. And they and the Denver Denver Beer Company have started this trial to take some of that CO2 that is forced in emissions and everything else to help cultivate marijuana, which is legal in Colorado. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like a win-win. It's Yeah. Here's a byproduct from a brewery that if you're not capturing it, it's just going in the atmosphere. So why not capture it? And then let's redistribute it to help grow plants because some breweries, a very specific plant, but I mean plants. Yeah, sure. I mean, <laughs> but some breweries can capture their CO2 and use it for, you know, other mechanisms like, but not for marijuana. Not for weed, man. So there's, that. I mean, but this well, is uh, really, right, so it is really cool. I, I do want to ask that question though. So what is something else? Let's take this out of the equation. Let's pretend it was, I wanted to grow tomato plants. I don't see why not. Is there any the breweries locally that are doing anything like, well, I know this is a complete so you said, trial. So you talked about Old Mac. Yeah. Like, what are they doing? I'm just curious. Like, what are they doing with it? Uh, with them, at least, they're doing natural carbonation. So they will control, you know, they'll vent some gas off during early fermentation, but once fermentation is starting to wrap up, they will limit, you know, CO2 escaping and, and naturally pressurize their beer inside their tanks. Okay. So that's cool. That's what they do with it. But still for the most part in, in those early couple of days of fermentation, 
they're just burping it out into the air. I mean, it's just what else like, are you going to do? Yeah. So, something like this is expensive. And unless you have a, a funding source or a pilot program that's willing to offset some of these costs, right. you know, nobody's really going to venture out and do something like this on their own. So yes. I am fascinated to see how this works out. Because, yeah, you and me both. Because it doesn't have to be marijuana cultivation. It could be anything. Yeah, you know, right. You've got a brewery and then next door there's a garden you just like burp over your excess CO2 and maybe you start growing your own jalapenos that you use for a beer that you like to make or or your own hops for that matter yeah for sure just greenhousing your hops with your own greenhouse your own offset CO2 I mean, this this has a lot of real potential. Where's Elton John when you need him to sing Circle of Life? I'm just asking. <laughs> this does have, and this article is very short. There's not much to it other than saying, hey, they are trying to see if they can make this work. It's It's got a lot of real potential for these places to potentially, if this works, to become almost zero emission. I mean, it's a... At least locally in the brew house. They're discussing like this one pilot program is capable of capturing a hundred thousand pounds of CO2 per year. So that's a lot. That's a lot. It's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, it's something that's already there. It's part of the brewing process or part of the fermentation process. You know how to measure it. You know where it goes, you know where it comes from, you know how to, I mean, why not do something with it? Why, why get rid of it as a complete waste product? So yeah, absolutely good, good for somebody. And, um, you know, who knows, maybe the next brewery does it with tomatoes. Yeah. I'll, my least favorite, whatever, but you know, you know, good for them. At least it's, you know, it's, it's being cognizant of the impact that you're making and making a change for the better good. I, I don't feel like there's a, a bad side to that. No, absolutely not. And even if it's for something you don't partake in, you're, you're still understanding, Hey, it's helping yeah, it's helping things, and it could potentially have a widespread benefit to everybody. Indeed. Oh man, what is this crap, Josh? What? Twenty fifteen? Yeah, it's it's an old article. Oh balls! We haven't talked about Rogue since twenty fifteen, so that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's what I was about to say. So, could I interest you guys in a beer that is made from whale testicles? No, no, no. I mean, this is coming from somebody that had a, a liver mush beer a few months back. And I'm loved gonna, it. Yeah, it was really good. But I'm going to pass on the balls. <laughs> That's the first time for everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah so um, as the guys pointed out, and believe it or not, this I found this just a couple of weeks ago on Reddit. So I don't know if it just like didn't really hit the news cycle for five years. Or karma. Horrors. Yeah, karma horrors could potentially be happening. Or, you know, to your point, I mean, like, you know, there's so much that goes on, and we probably saw this some time ago and just went, nah. Yeah. And then we get to a week like this where it's like, man, we need something to talk about. Yeah, there's not a whole okay. lot. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of news going on. We spent like sometimes when we do a show, we don't have a lot to talk about. I mean, we spent 15 minutes talking about QCBF in episode one. Good. But yeah, should have. Yes. It, Hopefully, we don't spend fifteen minutes talking about a whale ball. Are you Are you sure you don't want to? Uh, but I mean, it, I was done fifteen. How minutes ago. big are whale balls? That is an excellent question. Like it's just this. Is it though? Can we just move on? I don't know. I, I kind of want to do. Do you put this in the? Hey Siri, how big are whale balls? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't help you with that right now. 
Here's five things you didn't know about testicles. Oh. Welcome to uh, oh, Give I... Yourself a Self-Examination Cast. Uh, but, you know, you, you think about, especially in some of these Nordic countries, they're a different breed of human being. They're not typical <laughs> softies from the Midwest. and They're like tin ply. When these animals die, because they do die, and they tend to, you know, it, it, it's very common for whale fats and whale everything yeah. else to get used. Yeah, use all the parts. So this brewery decided to take the testicles from sure dead because whales you know, like we want to make a beer. There's giant whale testicles laying around. That's the natural conclusion. Let's make a beer out of whale testicles because why not? So these are from uh, fin whales, correct? It was at the beginning yes. of the article. Awesome. Uh, it turns out that one fin whale testicle weighs around seven to eight kilograms and is the size of a basketball. Sure. That's so, some big old balls. Yeah. I mean, like if you don't have a local kaiju that you can go and cut up to use for various <laughs> reasons, I mean, I guess this works. I... Why are we still talking about this? I, I don't can we, know. Can we take a break? Let's just take a break. It was fun. Can we take a break? We'll be back in seven to eight kilograms. <laughs> hey, oh, wait, what? Hold on. It's time for buy no buy. I'm going to explain how that works. Thanks, sir. Thanks for taking one for the team, Wells. Hey, no problem. I'd get tired of just basking in your limelight all the time, Jeff. Well, uh, I mean, we have been drinking beer on the show, and this is the portion of the program where we let you know what we think about it. Simple system, buy or no buy. Would we spend our hard-earned or not-so-hard-earned money on this or not? Jeff, start us off. First beer up is 1320 Hampton Avenue Double IPA from Birds Fly South in Greenville, South Kakalaki. This is a double IPA with uh, Chinook, Simcoe, Amarillo, and Citra. 7.5%. Um, you know, sometimes I get kind of frustrated over the whole, like, it's a double IPA. It's only 7.5%. Like, I still go back to the old, like, Stone and the Maharaja. Like, if you're going to tell me it's a double Imperial IPA. It better IPA, be 10. Like, I want it to be 9+. plus. Don't bring me this Imperial that's as strong as a lot of the local regular IPAs I have. Um that being said, uh, this one didn't really resonate very well for me. I, it was kind of a little too melony for me, which okay. is weird because I don't. None of those are the melon hops, right? Chinook, Simcoe, Amarillo, Citra. Like, I don't know. There's something about this. I, I don't. I mean, no. There's really. a lot of things I like about Birdfly South, and maybe it's it's preconceived notion on my part. I don't care for their hoppy beer typically. Uh, this falls in that bucket. I, I'm not buying this one. No buy. Wells? I'm very curious to see what uh, yeast strain they use because I'm picking up a lot of esters. Maybe that's what it is. And like this isn't like a clean... Uh, I mean, this isn't like a Chico or something. Like This is... Might be like a, a house yeast that they're using to ferment this. It's it's like when a when a Belgian brewer puts out a stout and they use their Belgian yeast yeah. and it's like okay but like don't 
Yes. So this, I would like to see this fermented with a different yeast strain as such. I'm not going to buy it. I didn't hate it. I thought it was kind of interesting, but I'm, if you're calling something just like a double IPA, like maybe I don't want this kind of interesting in that particular format. So it's, it was a miss for me, Josh. So Jeff, yes, sir. I'm very curious. Yes, sir. What, what do you like from birds? Uh, I like th- I like their mixed culture. Uh, okay. I like their uh, saisons. I like um, uh, most of their sours, with the exception of that carrot beer that we had that one time. That was kind of gross. But meanwhile, we did have a good carrot cake beer at QCBF. You had a good carrot cake beer. I was like, mm, this tastes like somebody dropped a cupcake in my water. Um, <laughs> I liked it. So there's that. Mm, cupcakes. <sighs> um, I I like I like Birds Fly South's sour program. Okay, I like the saison program, I, especially because they like to put stuff in the green bottles. Yeah, and like you know, I'm thinking about, um, and I knew as soon as I tried to start talking about it, my brain would shut off. But you know, we had it on the show, and a bunch of us loved it. It was our favorite beer, and it was like you know that kind of style. Of skin and bones, skin and bones. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, um, I, I've had a lot of stuff from them I like, and then every time I get one of their like hobby beers, I'm just kind of like whelmed. Okay, fair enough. I was just curious. Yeah, no, that's fine. Fair um, question. We did, and I don't know. Have you been back to the brewery since? Not since we went that one time. Okay, no, because I haven't been to. I've been to Greenville one time since then. Well, and I, I've been way more, but I just never made it back up to that. Sure, point, up that way. But I can remember when we went there. There really wasn't a whole lot of IPA stuff. It was basically it was just, yeah sours and saisons yeah. for the most part yeah which they, it was a bunch of like flavored sours and saisons yes. right you know and again like like they had a carrot beer it wasn't carrot cake it was a like a carrot beer and a beet yeah. beer and it's just like like I see where you're going with this you know but and I'm with you and I think I do tend to like their sour and saison series a little bit more than their IPAs this one I didn't think was terrible. By any stretch of the imagination, uh, I don't know though that I could buy this again. To be honest, yeah, yeah. I hear you. Agreed. Not the greatest, so no buy. Next beer up. Uh, next beer up. We've got a crawler from Salud Cerveceria here in Charlotte. Uh, it, now I've got this list as the Rocky Road out of here. Wells, do you know if they like if that's the actual name for, it or is it just the road out of here? Is there if there's a difference? I don't know. That's what I saw in Untapped. But we'll call it the Rocky Road out of here. I would assume the Untapped to be correct because yeah. they use that as shorthanded. Yeah, it's it's a lot of words to write on a crawler in a very short line that they've got. But um, this is a uh, it's an imperial stout with uh, pecans, marshmallow, uh, caramel. Um, you know, like the whole Rocky Road name comes with some pedigree to it, obviously. A lot of people love Rocky Road. Rocky Road? Yeah, I'm not a huge Rocky Road fan, uh, but this is really good. I really like this. Um, it's It drinks sweet, and it should, but, um, man, it's a good beer. I like this. I, w- I, I don't know that I want, like, uh, I, don't, I don't think I can handle a whole crowler of it, but if they had, like, you know, a pint can of this or even just getting a poured restaurant, or, or some other, like at the Cerveceria, I think I would I would like this. So I'm, I'm going to buy it. Wells? Okay. Just as soon, I mean, what are the adjuncts in this again? I mean, I know it's marshmallow. Marshmallows, pecans, and caramel. Just as soon as this beer starts to get a little too sweet, those pecans are like, it's cool, I got you. And, oh, it, uh, and it backs up. 
um, this could have this could have not worked out, and it really does for me at least. Like it's it's a decadent dessert stout, but it doesn't overstay its welcome. It's just enough sweetness, and the pecans are just what I want them to be. Yeah, so, well said. You know, cool stuff. I'm a buy, Josh. Was this one of the ones that we had when we were there? We yeah, this okay. is one of the two. I feel like, believe it or not, hanging out in the Crowler and then hanging out in the Keyser for what two weeks, two weeks, three weeks has actually even kind of mellowed the sweetness out a little bit more. Because on tap, this thing was like it was a sugar bomb. It Beats. was delicious though. Diabetes. Yeah, I mean, like I can remember talking like I could see easily getting white girl wasted off of this. Like, uh-huh. And not even realizing it because it's a, that is a super smooth eleven percent. Like yeah. it does not drink hot at all. Yeah, there, and then like I have no chesty going on. Yeah, like, it's and a then very straight sneaky. out, straight off the tap, dude. There, it's even worse because it's just like almost sweeter than this somehow. And you just go, "This is eleven percent more, please." More. And the next thing you know, you're pissing in somebody's office. So yeah, let me. <laughs> Let me ask a question here, and I and I don't know, like Wells, I don't expect you to have the answer to this, but like, if I'm at an establishment and I have a couple pours of this, uh-huh. like, is the bartender paying attention to the strength that I'm drinking, or just like how hard it is for me to form cogent sentences when I ask for the next one? A little bit of both. Okay, and that's probably fair because I mean, again, like I could plow through one or two of these, and like it's. They'll probably start really paying attention to you if you go up and try to order a third one. Like, you sure? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Even going back to QCBF for a second, I know Josh and I were, we, we had uh, one of the first places we stopped and I got one of their stouts and he's like, how is it? And I'm like, well, it says it's an 8% stout, but it drinks like a 4% stout, you know, not in a good way. <laughs> this to me, you know, it, it, it has that thickness of, you know, like an 11% stout, but there's, there's no burn here at all. No, that's scary. Yeah, it is very scary. Uh, but having it there on tap fresh, having it, you know, a, a, a month, crower a little bit later. Yeah. A month, maybe later. This is still delicious. Uh, they can do some damn pastry stouts up there. Mm-hmm. Real damn good. That's a big buy for me. All right. Final, final beer, beer up. Um, I'll call this the brother-in-law beer. He brought it to me. Uh, it's from Four Hands. In case you want a danner, real quick. Yeah, just some dannering. Um, this was a Four Hands collaboration with Left Hand. It's called Secret Handshake. See Four Hands, Left Hand. See what they did there. It's I a get handshake. It. Yeah, I get it. Hand shake, and on top of that, dannering. It's an Imperial Milk Stout, fermented with boysenberries. Josh's favorite. Yes. So again, hand shake, boysenberries, and then aged in a blend of bourbon and ruby port barrels. Uh, it is a nice, shaky, viscous. I don't know, maybe maybe not viscous. It's not as thick as that last one, but um, it's got a little bit of tart to it. Man, it's it's. it's it's got some good flavor. This is a fun bottle share beer, but um, man, I don't think I want a whole one. Okay. So, I, well, I, and it is milk stout, and you're not. Yeah, a- I, I like it on principle, but like I can't, I can't see myself ever saying, "Oh, that's that thing." I gotta have another. Like I'm not doing that. It's a no buy. But it's a good beer. I just don't want a whole lot of it. Well, I, 
just talking about how restrained that Salud beer is, this boysenberry just is the opposite. This thing is immediately up front. I got super excited when I saw ruby port barrels and bourbon barrels, and I'll be damned if I can taste anything about that. It is a mouthful of of berries and not a heck of a lot much else, to me at least. So it's it's not restrained. It's not balanced. It's not it's not bad. I would love to have this with a with a dessert. You know, something a little sweet, something chocolatey, something whatever. But boy, I, I just I'm with you, Jeff. You hit the nail on the head in terms of this is a great bottle share beer. You have a little bit of it and you move on. And three people with the rest of that bottle on the table, that's not gonna make it. That's a tough so one. I'm uh I'm gonna be real risky and say it's a no buy. Mm-hmm. Josh. It is just a mouthful of boys and berries. That's not a good thing all the time, especially in this beer. Meanwhile, I completely see you taking this, put it on, putting it in a little saucepan on the stove, reducing it, and making some pancake syrup out of it. Yes, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, would, yeah. I would do that in a minute. Yeah, but. but but there is no barrel here at all. It is just straight up it's, boysenberry. Yeah, in your My face. Spidey sense tingles. You say ruby port, I'm like ah, oh. yeah, and there, it's the, missing. Yeah, there there is just nothing but boysenberry here, and and even as the boysenberry homer. That goes to IHOP and puts that shit all over his pancakes. I am saying, nope, sorry, can't do it. Which again is hilarious because you know the etymology of the boysenberry and the blackberry are not different. But he hates blackberries for some reason. I think it's because he's racist. Wow, wow, are you trying to get me canceled, Jeff? Welcome to show two, cancel culture, baby. Good lord. I'm well, just, I'm just gonna sit here and be quiet. It's time for the next part. Of I, this. I, I tapped that. that. Well, of all the beers that we've been having on the show, what's the one that we're going to put on our home kegerator? And considering of the three beers that we've had on the show, we only liked one of them. Yeah. Uh, that, and you're going you're gonna to hate me for this. I'm not tapping anything because I don't, I, I, like I said before, I don't think I can get through a large container. I can't even get through a crowler of that rocky road out of here. Um, so I'm going to abstain. No taps. That's fine. Uh, Wells is mad. He's he's pulling out a knife. He, guys, <laughs> he's got a knife. He's got a knife. Dead air. He, wow. All right. Cool. That's uh, that's unfortunate for Jeff. I I will take the rest of the scour and get it away from him. You should. Yes, you I will. Because I mean, yeah, that that is damn good. And it took uh, I think both of us to be quite honest a lot of power to walk away from. Just drinking that all night. It's lewd. Because they had beers downstairs, too. Right. Oh, my God. This is not going to end well. Right. But, like, the first time I was like, ooh, I want more. And we didn't take big pours of this by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, there's short pour. Yeah, we wanted to have another beer on tap up there, too. Man, I could have sat up there and just drank this all night. It is damn good. It is. It is really good. Yeah. I just don't. I I, I know. I get it. I get it. I I mean, I I just, I don't... uh, it's fine. That's fine. You're a monster. I, I am. So we're at the end of the show. Where are we at, man? Uh, come check us out. Uh, go to patreon.com slash craftbeercast if you want to get your updates that way. Um, you can support us. We'd appreciate that because we're especially in the, uh, we may need to replace a piece of gear because it keeps giving us the death voice. Um, we haven't seen the smoke of death yet, so that's always, it has not given up the ghost, but yeah, I shouldn't say that close. too loud because it's blinking at me now. Yeah, shut I think up. He, 
I think you can hear me, you guys. Uh, but yeah, uh, check us out on the web. Go to craftbeercast.com. Uh, show notes, all that kind of stuff's there. Hey, look, if you want to connect with us and uh, maybe you've got beer in your market that we don't have, you'd love to hear uh, us either uh, say it's good or say it sucks. Um, you know, we're happy to do and either. And make fun of you why we tell you it sucks. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, if you're curious, you can hit up, uh, what is it, at uh, Garden Brew Review, uh, whatever Chuck's name is. I don't know what the fuck is. He'll, he'll, he'll blow us up about it later. I don't care. It's Chuck. But uh, you're, you're more than welcome to, you know, like, connect with us uh, at CBCast uh, on the Twitters or uh, contact at craftbeercast.com if you'd like to arrange some sort of a trade or a meetup. Um, We've had people, you know, like travel out of town that are here local to Charlotte and they'll, you know, we'll do a meetup and they'll hand off some beer so we can have it on the show. Or, you know, we're happy to do trades, um, you know, for stuff that we've got here that you can't get. So, you know, reach out, make some contact, have some fun. Wells, where can they find you? You can find me at all the Wells on the Instagrams and much less on Twitter. Other than that, Josh, where are they? Where are you? Where am I? I'm right here. I can see you. That's right. Uh, you can rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Don't forget about our subreddit slash r slash craft beer cast. Uh, Hit like and subscribe. Yeah, like and subscribe. All that fun stuff. Hit that little notification thing when new episodes come out so they download immediately. I know how iTunes works now. I know how to do it. I feel so special. Congratulations. It's I supposed know. to just work. It. Yeah, I know. We didn't have that conversation off microphone. Okay? Don't remind me. Uh, other than that, tell a friend. You know, if if you enjoy the show and you have enjoyed our shenanigans for six mm. years and 318 episodes. Or even six minutes, which honestly, some days is a stretch. Yeah, right? Just tell a friend. Tell somebody. I mean, that's the easiest way to get the word out about us and who we are and that we exist. And we're, we've got fun stuff coming up at some point. Maybe at Alleg- some point, maybe allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Other than that, uh, we'll talk to you guys next Thursday. <laughs> <laughs>